The Media Rumble is back. In the second edition, we bring together news professionals, policy makers, investors, tech innovators from all over the world. It's where we discuss the future of news. It's where we talk about all facets of the news ecosystem. This year, we are set to make the Media Rumble Asia's premier media forum. There'll be professionals from some of the world's leading news organizations. Masterclasses on data journalism, on animation, illustration, storytelling. A convoy of 14 international speakers, filmmakers, satirists, all under one roof. Come, rumble at the Media Rumble, August 3rd and August 4th, 2018 at India Habitat Centre, New Delhi. Entry is free for our News Laundry subscribers and Mufat Khors, register now. Seats are filling up fast, so log on to www.themediarumble.com. See you there. This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports after a one-week break because we could not find Mr. Buri in Portugal. Mr. Buri was lost in Portugal. We have finally found him. He's in London now and it's the right time. I was not lost. I was just out of out of coverage. Okay. He was deliberately out of coverage area. So <laughs> we will just... He's allowed. He's allowed. He's allowed a break from the mundane Bombay life. So yeah, he's allowed and he's, he's at the right time in England. Mr. Buri, you are at the right time in the in the land of the Queen. I am absolutely after last night. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, you know, when I arrived, I arrived in London about 10 days back and it was amazing how low-key the World Cup was here because I don't think there was this great level of expectation about the England team like there usually is. But I think after last night, uh, I think that's changed completely. There is now a, a pulse here where... Um, I think most of the people here expect England to not just get to the semi-finals, but I think they expect them to get all the way to the final. Yeah, I mean, it, it, last night it almost seemed like England had won the World Cup. You know, it was crazy. Well, I mean, England have had wretched luck at penalty shootouts in the past. And, uh, you know, for them to win a penalty shootout from the jaws of losing it, uh, after Henderson missed that penalty, it was, oh no, here we go again. I think that was... Uh, very much part of the ecstasy that followed, wasn't it? Yeah, Liverpool almost cost uh, England the World Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go, here we go. (laughs) You know, I was waiting for the opportunity. I I bet you were, I bet you were. I I did not let it go. So, (laughs) we are back, guys. We are back with Just Sports and it's good to be back with Mr. Puri and it's good to to ribe him and to, you know, and, 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 and get fun and take the mickey out of him once in a while. So, Mr. Puri, it's again the World Cup time. I think the world is caught in the fever of the World Cup and it's been a very, very interesting World Cup. I mean, the old war horses are out. I mean, who could have imagined a quarterfinal lineup without Germany, without Argentina, without Italy? Without Spain, without Portugal. It's the kind of World Cup that, you know, nobody would have imagined at the beginning. No, I don't think anybody did imagine it, quite frankly. Uh, I think that we all knew that, uh, I think coming in, that, that there wasn't a standout team. But I don't think anybody could have seen the struggles that... Uh, some of the so-called big boys uh, had. I mean, Germany, Argentina, Spain, Portugal, they all struggled. 
Um, and uh, it's sort of the lesser teams, if if you want, uh, Croatia, England, that have sort of sparkled uh, in this World Cup. So yeah, it's it's been a fascinating World Cup. I mean, uh, you know, I think if if it lasts for another week, week and a half, um, you know, it could be one of the best World Cups in living memory. Yeah, it could actually, Raul. And I mean. Let's be honest, uh, a lot of the teams that were the, the, the ones that we thought were the unfancied teams have actually played good football and won, especially people like especially teams like Japan. They were actually they played good football. No, not just Japan. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, all right, Tunisia went home very early, but I, I thought they played outstandingly well in their group and they were very unlucky to to go home and not qualify. Senegal uh, didn't get through on yellow cards or something like that which was again really unlucky uh, for them and there were a bunch of teams I mean even Iran ran uh, you know both Portugal and Spain uh, very close so you had upsets galore you know you had Mexico beating Germany that was obviously a big one Croatia didn't just beat Argentina they dismantled them and uh, you know then you had uh, Japan beat Colombia I mean you, you had you had you know these upsets all, all over the place and you know I think that the, the World Cup showed that these the, the gap between the big teams in the world um, and the smaller sides, at least on a on a one-off basis, um, that's becoming a little less. Yeah, I mean, I think, and and the one thing, and the one thing that also came out, Rahul, is the fact that you know the big names that we see week in and week out in the Premier League, in the other leagues, and all of that. You know, they somehow don't don't matter. It's not as if those big names have been able to do, you know, any great shakes at the World Cup. I mean, they're great in their in their leagues, but the World Cup it seems is a different ball game altogether. Yeah, I think. I mean, we have to you have to remember that that international teams uh, don't play together very often in the club sides. These guys they play with very different players. They play a very different style and. Very often, um, the the style of play at, at the international level doesn't suit them. I mean, you know, uh, you look at Portugal and Ronaldo. I mean, Ronaldo um, is basically a, a, a guy that struts around and walks around the pitch uh, for Portugal until the ball comes to his feet and then he sort of kicks it in the goal. Um, Messi uh, for Argentina doesn't have that sort of array of talent around him that he has at Barcelona um, for whatever reason. And even, you know, you even go to sort of teams like France and and even they all play a very different system. So, no, it's not, a, you know, performances at club level on, is not, a, uh, uh, I think, an indication not a of, for people to of see what that. happens in the World Cup and vice versa, I might add, because, I mean, we may be looking at a lot of players in the World Cup and thinking, wow, this guy's really good. But that's no guarantee that when he goes and, and sort of plays in the league, he, he'll be able to reproduce that form. Yes, I take your point. But the one thing, the one criticism that the World Cup has seen, and I think both of us have noticed it probably, is the fact that, you know, it's a very defensive mindset World Cup. There is not the attacking, free-flowing football that, you know, we are used to seeing that the fact that is the is the is the kind of football people pay money to come and see. It is teams are actually slugging it out. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that was that was fair for the first couple of rounds of of the group stages. I think the last, the second round uh, has been full of goals. I, I think the 
the last stages of the group stages was also full of goals. So I think it's taken teams to have something at stake to really come out and attack. I mean, you look at France and Argentina, and neither of those two teams in the group stages um, were all out attack or even looking like they were going to play all out attack. But in that in that match, they absolutely had to come out and sort of fly at each other, and you had goals all over the place. And uh, you know, I'm 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 kind of um, of the opinion that VAR has got a lot to do with that. You know, I know I've been pretty critical of it in the past, but uh, you know, it's reduced the number of red cards, it's reduced the number of yellow cards, and I think that yeah, but VAR, I think I think VAR is a different topic altogether because. You know, I don't know. People still understand the correct use of the VAR. It's still out there. The jury's out there in terms of a lot of the fouls are are not seen by VAR. I mean, look at the Colombia game where they were trying to, you know, disrupt the, 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 the penalty spot before Harry Kane took that penalty. Or other fouls which, you know, the referee has not seen it, but VAR should have caught on to those fouls. So maybe retrospective punishment is a kind of thing that will come into VAR, Rahul, because... I understand that you can't break the tempo of the game. It's not like cricket where you're the third umpire and then there's a pause. Football, the, the whole beauty of football is that it's a free-flowing game and it doesn't stop. No, and I agree. But then, and I'm, I'm not saying that VAR is perfect. It's certainly not perfect. It, 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 there's been places where, frankly, VAR hasn't made any sense to me at all. But what I'm saying is, is that it's affected the mindset, I think, of the teams in which they all know that they're perhaps they're not going to get away with, with the kinds of things um, they've got away with. I, I don't know. But, you know, stats will show you that, that this World Cup has been really interesting in terms of the fact that teams are conceding very, very late. You know, there have been a load of goals sort of in, in injury time and extra time. And, and certainly the number of penalties is up. And I, I think that's made, have actually been, that's made for an interesting, an interesting World Cup. Yeah, the, the number of penalties has actually been staggering. I mean, almost every game has seen a penalty. Yeah, and I, I, think, know, that's, every game. I think that's... That's a function of VAR being good and useful and, and catching, I think, um, where it needs to catch. My only problem with VAR is, is what about the times that it it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem to be a very consistent system to me. Yeah, that I agree. The consistency is a problem. Now, coming on to the quarterfinals, Rahul, and moving on, I mean, the team that we had both put our money on was France. That was a team that is out there. It's going to be a great game versus Brazil, Rahul. It, 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 it promises yeah. to be a great game. You know, uh, Belgium is, is up there. And surprise, surprise. I mean, England has a very strong chance of making the finals. Well, I mean, look, France, Brazil, Belgium are all in one half of the draw. So only one of those three teams are going to make the final. Um, the other half of the draw is Russia, Croatia, Sweden, Sweden and England. One of those four teams is going to be in the World Cup final. Now, my, my money is on England um, or maybe Croatia. I don't, I don't see the other two um, being able to do it. How, however, you know, the way the World Cup has gone, you, you never know. The other side of the draw is a lot harder uh, to call. I mean, France against Uruguay is going to be a hell of a game. Um, Suarez and uh, Cavani are in top form um, and they're going to give that French defence plenty of problems. 
Um, and Uruguay, remember, have have only conceded one goal in 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 the World Cup, um, and that was in the last round against Portugal. Um, so they've got a very good good defense as well. But I think the match of the quarterfinals is uh, Brazil against Belgium. I mean, that could be that could be absolutely mouth watering. And I no, I think it's, it's Brazil versus France round. No, it's Brazil v Belgium, and uh, France against Uruguay. Okay. Oh, sorry, I got that wrong. So. Yes, Brazil versus Belgium will be the match and even France versus Uruguay. I mean, France versus Uruguay will be a tight game. It's not going to be that easy for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, that's going to be a very cagey affair and, you know, it, it, one goal could could decide that because they're both very defensively strong sides. Brazil against Belgium, uh, two teams that like to play football, like to attack. And you would say that Brazil are the favorites, but I have a sneaky feeling for Belgium in that one. I really do. I think Lukaku up front um, will give uh, Thiago Silva and uh, Miranda a hell of a problem. Um, if, he, if, his, if, his head is, if his head is screwed on right, um, he'll, he'll give him a hell of a problem. Yeah, and the pace of Hazard and Kevin De Brown will also will also give them trouble. No, absolutely, and that, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, Brazil um, they they play like Germany, don't they? I mean, they, they so they pour so many forward um, that there is always the opportunity that they can get caught on the break. And quite frankly, there is no better side at breaking um, in world football at the moment than Belgium. I mean, they're absolutely sparkling on the break. You just saw that that goal in the ninety fourth minute against Japan. I mean, it was a it was an amazing break, and you can see them do that against Brazil. So it's fascinating. But you know that side of the draw, I think, is sort of teams that you'd expect. It's the other side of the draw that I think has got a lot of the mystery about it. Sort of England against Sweden, which you'd expect again to be a very cagey, a very defensive game. And then Croatia against Russia. You know, Croatia, a very good, very attack-minded side against uh, the home nation of But you of cannot Russia. write out the Russians. You cannot write out the Russians with the home support. No, absolutely. You, 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 you can't. So, I mean, you know... If I if I was a betting man, I'd probably put my my semi-finals as France, Belgium, um, and Croatia, England, and I'm looking at a France, England final. You're absolutely bang on. I mean, that would be my prediction, and I am a betting man, so that is where the money is. I think it's going to be a France, England final. And if you remember, at the beginning of the tournament, I had to put out my prediction and put my money on France to win the World Cup. Yeah, no, I, I had as well, and and I think that they haven't been spectacular apart from the game against Argentina, where they really came to life. But I think they're they're hitting their straps now at just the right time, and I think that. You know, there's no question in my mind that in terms of sheer squad strength... They're absolutely uh, phenomenal. France have unparalleled uh, quality in their squad. It's just that if Deschamps can get them to actually attack... I, th- I reckon they could shred some sides. They're really, really that good. Yeah, they're really, very and in, good. And in Mbappe, for me, they have the star of the World Cup. Um, I think that kid is going to be... You know, these next sort of three matches, I really feel he's going to leave his a big stamp um, on the World Cup with his pace and his power. Um, he reminds me of a young Ronaldo. He really does. Not Cristiano, the, the Brazilian one. Um, he's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the, the, the Argentinians had no clue what to do with him. Absolutely none. It was amazing. 
Yeah, he is amazing. So on that note, I think we'll have to let Mr. Puri go because I do not want to spoil uh, too much of his holiday in London. So Mr. Puri, we shall talk right before the finals, I think. Yes, we shall be I, will be back. Once before... I, I will be back just uh, before the semi-finals. So yes, we can talk just before the finals. Yeah, so we will be talking just before the semi-finals probably or probably just before the finals for our next podcast. And both Rahul and I feel it will be a France versus England uh, final. Well, you never know. The World Cup has proved a lot of pundits wrong. So, you know, it's not it's not going to be surprising if we are proved wrong. But that's what it looks like. It. Thank you, Mr. Puri. You're looking nice and you're looking relaxed. And I shall let you go and enjoy the London weather. Thank you very much, Mr. Khan. And I will see you in Bombay. And the beer and yes. have the food. Yes, yes, very much so. And say hello to the Queen. I shall. Thank you very much. And that's all we have time for on Just Sports. And Rahul and I will be back with one more World Cup special. And a little bit of Wimbledon and cricket because there's a lot more happening in the world of sport, Rob. There is this tons of stuff going on, isn't there? There's tons of stuff, but it's World Cup time, Rahul. It's World Cup time. It's only the World Cup. That's right. So we shall see you again next week on that note. Thank you very much. Keep listening and we shall be back. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.